Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, um, on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, um, I have Miss Lindsay with me. Welcome back to the podcast, Lindsay. Thank you. So happy to be here. Um, I sent Lindsay a quick message and I'm like, hey, want to read a random book with me? <laughs> She's like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> She's <laughs> such a good sport. Um, so today we are reviewing My Mostly Secret Baby by Penelope Bloom. Lindsay, will you give us the synopsis from Goodreads? Yes. You know that instinct to run when something bad is coming? Yeah, I apparently missed out on that one because Damon Rose came and instead of running, I got pregnant. Damon. Yes, I remember Chelsea Cross. I remember five years ago when she thought she could handle me. Proving her was wrong, her wrong was enjoyable. With hair I wanted to fist, a mouth that only stopped when I kissed it, a body that I needed, needed to press against the nearest wall and claim, and now she wants a job. A smart man would say no, or I could teach her the same lesson I taught her five years ago. She can't even begin to handle me. Author's note, buckle up for the ultimate boss hole in the steamy workplace romantic comedy with a sassy heroine and a stubborn grump who wants to ruin her day. So this was released July 6, 2020. It's a secret baby, one night stand, close proximity, grumpy sunshine, alpha hole, enemies to lovers, <laughs> and a rom-com. Um, I would say that this is a steam level of a three and a half. Um, the sex happens seven <laughs> percent so yes. and, and then there's like some space and i think it hits again like at 50 percent um but penelope plume she does write good sex scenes so um a little bit more steam than average uh so let's start off with damon um in the author's note she calls him a boss hole he is he's a jackass he is a boss hole, I love that. I, I don't know why I hadn't read that term before, but I love that description for him because that is exactly him. And he's a workaholic a little bit. So calling him a boss hole was so perfect. Yeah. Well, he's so busy trying to make something of himself that he misses out on so much around him. Like he doesn't really have any connections. I mean, his employees are not necessarily fond of him they're almost fearful of him um and yeah he's a sports agent so i guess we should say what he does he runs a sports agency behind the sports agency is he has a brother a younger brother who is a professional football player he started representing his brother when his brother entered into the professional draft and was being hounded by agents and stuff like that we don't specifically know why Damon became his representative. It plays into the key part of the story because he claims that the reason his business is so important to him and what he does is based on the fact that he wants to help other athletes not be taken advantage of. So. Yeah, so I think his career came about because he fulfilled that need for his brother when he first started as a I think he's an NFL quarterback and yeah. then it just evolved from there. His brother had a very prolific career and was his top client. So it kind of spiraled from there. Yeah. Now he has this big sports agency. We do know there's quite a bit of angst in this 
um, which you expect <laughs> a little angst with a secret baby because you know the back and forth of all of that. Um, but uh, there is quite a bit of angst, but some of it is just Damon and himself having angst. Oh yeah, he's like a happiness denier. Like if there's the potential that something will make him happy, he will go out of his way to make himself miserable. He likes being angry and he's looking for fuel to keep that. Yes, um, oh, I totally agree. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Chelsea. She's the main female character. I have her as optimistic, fierce. She is a hard worker and she's very determined. Yeah, that I would agree with that. And I, I really loved her as a character because one of the things that we don't see a lot of is female athletes. That's true. And part of their meat is because she's a female athlete who is trying to advance her career to the next level. She's on the cusp of a professional career in tennis, which is another sport we don't see a whole lot of in romance. And I just thought that was a really fun, unexpected twist. Um, I really liked that about her. And she's a hard, hard, hard worker. Like she will do just about anything to get to where she wants to go. And I really felt like that was relatable. Yeah, she has some angst in her past with her family. It's a situation that involves her brother. Her brother is a minor character in this story. He babysits the baby for a lot. Um, so the way this story starts out is Chelsea is headed to it. She's going to crash a meeting that Damon has been invited to. They get into some heated argument outside the meeting and fall into a closet and have sex. There was a condom used. It was very consensual. But after Damon like walked out, pulled his pants up and walked out and left her, she realizes the condom broke. She follows him into the meeting and um, eventually he gets her kicked out of the meeting. Like, you're not welcome here, get out. So then there's space four years later is where we're at, or five years later. She's the single mom of a four-year-old daughter and she's at her end she's trying to find a job she lives in i think it's new york city right it is yeah i think it's new york city i was a little confused because she drove a car and not many times in stories that take place in new york city do we see people who drive cars <clears throat> just because it's not really a driver friendly <laughs> yeah i wasn't sure in that part i think boston it maybe but I wasn't 100% clear on that either um, because I, there was one point when I thought his brother was an NFL quarterback for Boston. So I wasn't sure if they were in like New York or Boston. Yeah, it was, it just, it wasn't exactly clear. Um, so she's at her end. She's tried to find jobs. She's hustling. She's teaching tennis lessons. She's waiting tables. And she's been applying at different sports agencies because she wants to um, do her apprenticeship and get her agent's lights license to become a sports agent herself. And um, so she takes a chance and decides that even though everything that's going on and she's avoided Damon to this point, he doesn't know he has a child. She applies, she takes the risk and applies for the job at her baby daddy's business. 
and it's i mean she shows up it was awkward when she shows up for her um her um job interview there's the word words are hard tonight it is very hard to and i like i can't imagine i say like it's very hard to like i've done this before i've never done this before so i can't imagine the situation she found herself in but it was hysterical because i was just like what if you had had a one night stand encounter and you knew you were going into that meeting with your boss like what would that be like and feel like and when I thought about that I just chuckled because I was like the awkwardness alone is hysterical (laughs) there is so much awkwardness in this book like it is definitely true rom-com awkwardness so if you don't mind a little bit of awkward romance (laughs) this book is awkward romance um I do like that you know Damon he's basically like we angry fucked in the closet and then you know he calls her tennis tinkerbell that's what he calls her tennis tinkerbell and she just tolerates it she tolerates a lot of bad behavior because he's paying her an insane amount of money he he is so they have this second meet cute she is there to for a job interview but the guy that's supposed to interview her has not shown or is off sick that day or something, or is not around. And nobody called to tell her that the interview was going to need to be rescheduled. And Damon walks in, he instantly recognizes her, knows who she is and says, follow me. And he, he does some horrible things to her though. Like not physically, he doesn't physically hurt her or anything like that, but he's trying everything he can to get her, to get her fired, to quit, to get her to quit. Um, yeah, because he's not going to fire her. He uh, wanted to make her a lucrative enough offer to where she'd tolerate a lot of his bad behavior. Yeah, he sits her in a desk with an old, old computer in the middle of the bullpen. She doesn't have any walls. She has a stool to sit on. And that's where he expects her to work. And he keeps giving her tasks that are ridiculous, like making someone show up at a restaurant to meet him that you know he didn't even really need to meet or do a report and then literally throws it away in front of her without ever looking at it and this is why report that he so at this point when he makes her do the report i don't think he knows she has a kid because that comes up later but he kept her at work until like midnight yeah under the guise of this being very important and then right in front of her just trash yeah um (laughs) i will say the office romance and comedy it was very well done um but i did have a couple issues within the storyline that kept me from fully connecting to them um they knew each other for all of two minutes before hooking up the first time so i don't know yeah I don't I don't this book for me was not one of my favorites and that's because I really do not love there's a lot of romance books that start out with the one night stand a lover's trip and I have a really hard time connecting that because I feel like when you go into a one night stand you kind of know what you expect from it and I struggle with romances where I don't feel like there's enough relationship development I love books I that are somewhere between 
like I, I like there to be some kind of relationship development but I don't love a slow burn either no and I don't mind a one night stand I do like a lot of instant connection one night stands but oh, yeah. usually there's some heavy flirting it might encompass even if it's a one night stand it might have encompassed like 24 hours or a long weekend together and then they separate next thing we know there's a baby um I have no issues with those. And those are the secret baby romances that I like. What I found hard to buy in this one is it comes out through everything that after this one angry sex moment in a closet, Damon is completely in love and infatuated with Chelsea. Like all of a sudden he, you know, is comparing every woman that he encounters to her. She's always been on his mind for the last five years, but he hasn't reached out. And then we learn there's some other things that he's done in the last five years. You know, other women, he's a playboy. Um, there were so many mixed messages from him in this book too. Yeah, it, he wasn't, He. I, that's why I like the boss hole better than the alpha hole because he didn't give off alpha vibes. He was definitely a workaholic and he was definitely an asshole. But he did not have, in my opinion, like the, the typical kind of alpha vibes that you'd expect where he was very sure of who he was. He was waffling a lot in like what he wanted to do because he was doing the sport agency, but what he was focusing on with his business wasn't in line with what he loved about the job. So he did a lot of things that put him into situations where he was so angry because he hated what he was doing. Um, and I did feel like we got a lot more character development from him than we did Chelsea. So, yes. but it was not enough for me to love him as a book boyfriend. No. Oh, he's not a book boyfriend no. um, <laughs> at all. Like he is even farther down. I mean, we all know why, how I feel about freaking Nico. Um, he's <laughs> like, he doesn't even register. I don't, I just had issues connecting with him. Um, I will say what this book does well is witty banner, steam, and comedic yes. relief. There are so many funny little moments and quirks. Um, and I've only read one other Penelope Bloom book, but my understanding is this book is very much written as she writes. This is how she writes. Um, so, but the witty banner, the comic relief, I thought was well done in this story. I agree. It was very funny. So let's talk about the secret baby trope. As we all know, this is one of my favorites. Um, but this was not the most believable of the trope. This isn't the worst of this trope I've ever read. <laughs> um, I will say if the um, only secret baby I'd ever read was this example, I can see why people, I can see why secret babies get a bad rap. Yeah, I felt like this was more secret daddy than secret baby, because you know from the start that there's a secret baby. Um, right. Like, you know, 7% in how things have, <laughs> how things have progressed between them. And well, then you get to the end and like the secret, it's secret daddy more than anything, because like the surprise is like, how is this jerk going to take it? Like, what, it, what is he going to be yeah. like? And I was genuinely curious about that. And I wasn't unhappy with how that played out. That was very well I done and very surprising. I wasn't upset with how it was well done. I thought that part of it, like telling him, hey, you have a child was 
fairly well done actually yes. um better than other like i said this is not the worst example i've ever read but if this is the only example you have ever read of a secret <laughs> baby trope i can see why people would be like why do you like that there were just a couple marks that got missed for me so you know it wasn't terrible just wasn't my favorite okay so let's do our questions did you like this book it wasn't my favorite. It was funny and entertaining. I just, I didn't love it. Yeah, I, I want to reiterate, I really loved that she was a character who had a, you know, a career that was so close to becoming professional. And I would have loved a little more development on that front, like to understand um, how she handled that and how she overcame that because you just jump five years forward and she has a well, baby. Yeah. You know, and there were family issues that we know that are hinted at, but it would have been nice to like get a little more background. I think for both of the characters, that was something that was a little hard for me was I lacked character connection. So for me, this book was okay. It was funny, even though it had issues, it is very well written. Um, I just get caught up in some of the storyline holes, like background. How did she handle the four years from pregnancy or, you know, to him? you know, going to work for him. I, I kind of wanted just little insights. It didn't have to be an extra long book. You didn't have to give me 20 chapters on it. Just little hit, tidbits and hints here or there. Let, you know, it would have been nice for her to be able to tell him, even in a funny, quirky way, her struggles of being a single mom and trying to work and figure things out, so. And also not knowing who the dad is. Like, you know who the dad is in theory, from that soul encounter like you don't she didn't know anything beyond him and how do you handle having a child with someone when you really have 50 percent of the child's background completely unknown right <laughs> very true very true um so who do you think would typically like this book people who love a sex scene in the first chapter <laughs> <laughs> um true yeah you're going to have to like some steam because they do knock uglies pretty quick and it's descriptive. Very. <laughs> There's it's no, no bars hold. It's just, you yeah. <laughs> I did say if you're a fan of rom-com and want a quick, easy read, um, but please note, this is not the best secret baby trope. And Lindsay has a note here says, can we just call this the secret daddy book? <laughs> we should yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna rename it right. yeah um, I, I will say I felt like this book really championed that new trope for me because I never would have thought of a secret daddy book but this book you know new trope hashtag because yeah, I was really looking forward to the daddy reveal moment and more than like the secret baby reveal it was more yeah. like how is he going to react to being a dad because you know baby already exists and right Right. Um, <laughs> would you recommend this book? Yes. So I read a lot of reviews after I read the book. I like to go into new author books or new to me author books. I'd never read a Penelope Bloom book before um, without any expectations at all. I like to have an open mind. I'll read pretty much anything. Um, I enjoyed the read, even though it wasn't my favorite. And when I read the interviews on the internet, there were almost a thousand reviewers online with a very high rating. It is yeah. a very well-loved book. So I wanted to put that out there. Um, there's no way <laughs> um, that a thousand people out there who absolutely love the book, uh, you know, 
well, will have right. exactly the same experience. So there's a lot of people, obviously, who had a totally different experience reading the book and a totally different preference. So, and yes. again, you know, Penelope Bloom has huge fan base and I've read others of her books and this is not my first read from her. So I would, I've only read like two others from her, but I would say this is very in line to her. Obviously she has a good fan base. Um, while it isn't my favorite from the author, it's still fun. It's very sexy. Um, so if you're looking for a steamy romantic comedy, this is a book you should check out. I think, I mean, maybe. Yes. Anyway, it was, very um, it was, it was so funny. There's so many moments, but anyway, um, Thank you for joining me today, Lindsay. It was so nice to see your face. It was so nice to see you, Becky. I loved reviewing this book. So um, catch us next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.